Today on the DML News Podcast, we've got so many things, I can't list them all, but I'll just top it off by saying Black History Month. I'm going to show you the real Black History Month. Joe Biden gets ripped to shreds by Peter Ducey. Oh, my Lord. Wait until you see that video. Nikki Haley gets totally embarrassed in Nevada. Trump supports Bud Light and gets nailed by the courts. So much stuff, including Rona McDaniel stepping down. Mayorkas impeachment blows up. Oh, my goodness. We have so much today, and it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. We have such a busy show, so many things to go over. Wow. Uh, So we're going to hit all of them, and I think you're really going to appreciate today's program. I'm going to start off very quickly, going to do a condensed version of our usual uh, little commercial here, dmlcbd.com slash pet, P-E-T. We have done really well for the first couple of days. Today is the last day of the buy one, get one free for the pet. Now, I only do this a couple of times a year with the pet, maybe twice, because my margins on this are so minuscule. In fact, I never even imagined doing a pet CBD product, but so many people asked me to do it. I'm glad I did, because if nothing else, Denny's dog, where's Robin? Sitting behind you? Robin, Robin is the brother of our dog, Summer. So we got Summer and Robin together when we, when we got them from a breeder in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And Robin has always been off the charts wild. And I'm going to go to Ryan on this one because Ryan lives with Denny. Ryan, I know you love Robin, but how crazy is Robin? Robin can actually be insane, like super crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like hyperactive, just insane. Dude, you go to our house and if you go to take the garbage out, Robin goes bananas, bananas, like crazy bananas because he just wants to get outside and run around. So Denny is a great dog owner, by the way. But Denny gives Robin the pet CBD, the EML CBD pet CBD. So Denny, tell them what it does for Robin. Well, kind of like what I was saying in the last episode. In fact, he's about to go behind me because he's resting. But, you know, when he is hyperactive and anxious like that, you know, I just usually give him a droplet or two. And look, so you can just do it direct if you want. Sometimes I'm in a rush. I give it direct and he's fine with it. Or you can put it in their food and their water. Um, but it definitely calms him and melts him out. It doesn't get him stoned. It just gets him calm. Oh, no, no, no. He can't get himself. First of all, no, this yeah. is what's called an isolate CBD. There's no THC in it at all. No. So the properties of CBD just have a relaxation component to it. That is what helps it a lot. Plus, I hear so many people tell me about how we we had one customer who had a dog who was older, had a hard time getting up on the sofa and off the sofa, started taking the DML CBD pet, no problems at all. Yeah, it helps with the pain relief. And, you know, just as a note, it helps with cats too. Um, One of my close friends, his mom's cat had cancer Mm. and was constantly in pain. I gave her the pet tincture and, you know, for for those years of that cat's life dealing with the cancer, it was a lot more... Uh, tolerable because that pain was reduced. She would just give the the tincture every day in her little food bowl. DMLCBD.com slash pet. Buy one, get one free. Today is the last day. Don't know when that will be around again just as an individual uh, offer. So DMLCBD.com slash pet. Also, just so this way you know, uh, based on 
popularity and people asking me to bring it back, we had a buy one, get one free for the face room for the first couple of days. We are going to initiate that again tomorrow, but we'll talk about more of it to you tomorrow. So in case it hasn't been jammed down your complete throat and shoved up your buttocks, February is uh, 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 Black History Month. Now, I don't understand why any group of people need to have an entire month. We've got LGBTQ Pride Month. We've got Black History Month. You imagine if we sort of declared, Ryan, let's have a White History Month. What do you think about White History Month? They'd go crazy about it. They'd go crazy, right? Oh, right. It would be White History Month. Empowering white privilege. Yes. White nationalists. White nationalists. Well, Black History Month, you know, you get all this thing. And, and what it is every single time, it's slavery, slavery, slavery. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King. It's like the same thing over and over and over. But you know what the mainstream media never shows you with Black History Month? Yeah. What's going on right now in the black communities? We're going to play a video in honor of Black History Month, not to dilute the horrors of slavery, but it's been over for a long time, and I'm just tired of hitting the damn drum. It's been over in the U.S., because no one likes to acknowledge the fact that white people were the ones to abolish it. If you go to pretty much almost every country in Africa today, it is still there. Are you dare saying to me, Dennis? That Africans have African slaves. That blacks are using blacks as slaves? (gasps) Oh my goodness. That's almost as bad as blacks killing blacks in the United States. The number one cause of death, Ryan, in case you didn't know it, for a young black man between zero to 40 years old is what? What is it, Ryan? Homicide. Homicide. Yeah. Ryan, why don't you play the video of the black female lady in Oakland, which we just played a video on this program yesterday, the day before of a video from Oakland. It looks like a third world country. Why don't we play the video right now of this woman showing what Oakland looks like? Welcome to Black History Month. Play the video reason people in Oakland are seriously struggling is because there's no jobs. There's no way to get money, to make money, to pay bills. Everything that come here closes down. Dunkin' Donuts came to Oakland. Dunkin' Donuts shut down. Can't make it no more. We have the Starbucks right here. Starbucks gone. Closed down. Leaving Oakland. Can't make it here no more. We just got this Raising Cane's restaurant over here they had to close down the inside gone can't open no more almost every built business that opens up in oakland closing businesses closed everything closed next to chipotle closed in and out burger on on the other side of this used to be a walmart we don't even have a walmart in oakland you know you ain't got no jobs if you don't got no walmart in your city you know your city's struggling if you don't got no Walmart. Walmart closed down. Walmart could not survive Oakland. Oakland is a hard place to survive. We got In-N-Out Burger right there on the other side, ready to close down. And I'm pretty sure Panda went after that. Next to T-Mobile and Chipotle, the little restaurant in there closed. The little, the little restaurants across the street you can't see in them parking lot closed. All these big old buildings. Denny, I'm going to read this to you. You ready? A Pilates studio is promising to discriminate against white people for the entire month of February only. Only black people get free membership in classes. 
white people are the only group you're allowed to discriminate against. And it basically says, I acknowledge and understand that this gift is intended for uh, people who are black and African-American descent and confirm that I am black and of African-American descent. So you have to click the button to wind up getting this membership. So if it's, if you're a white person, you know, basically it comes down to Dennis, you are going to, uh, and, and I think that's in Austin, Texas. Is it not? It may say, cause I, I remember reading that and, uh, I believe it's, it's right outside of Austin, which, so it says, so February from February one to February 28, Ryan will, Ryan will throw up the, uh, for, for people watching, he'll throw up the flyer here. It says, honoring Black History Month with the gift of free movement. We're thrilled to offer a gift of free movement this year to all who are black for the month of February. This year, we will gladly be offering a complimentary month of our all-access eight-classes membership to those who are already a member with us, as well as those who haven't joined us yet. While black history should never be limited to just one month, Black History Month is a particular, particularly important time to promote opportunities for rest, rejuvenation, and restoration of the black community. We hope this gift offers you more time to feel good in every way possible and relax into life-changing benefits of the movement. Yeah, so Dennis, that's the see, this is what people don't understand. The secret to fixing the black communities is Pilates. Why didn't we figure that out? That's, you know, I'm sure those classes are getting subsidized by the white people that have to pay for the actual classes in order to afford the, uh, the free you ones. You bet your ass. You bet your ass. Now, there's another story, Denny. There's another story. Now, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like we're beating on, uh, on, on the black community, but I'll tell you what my problem is, okay? My problem is, is that we're sitting here. We have to do this whole thing. Pretending like, you know, Black History Month, Black History Month, that all things in the United States for blacks are just so horribly terrible, you know, that they haven't improved. We had Barack Obama. We had Barack Obama. He was the president. He was voted in twice. You know how he got voted in? He got voted in from white people because you can't win without the white vote. Let me give you another guy who's just showing how 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 the black movement is so good. You know, we hit we talk all the time about how the uh, possibilities of election fraud are out there. It's in plain daylight. Everybody knows it's happening, but the media will cover it over. Let me, let me read this to you. Ready? Former president of city council of Atlantic city charged with submitting fraudulent mail-in ballots. A criminal complaint accuses Craig Calloway, 64 years old, a political organizer of illegally obtaining and casting ballots that were counted in the November 2022 election. About a month before the election, Calloway and others allegedly paid several individuals to carry completed vote by mail application to the county's clerk office. Once these individuals received the fraudulent mail-in ballots, they reportedly handed them over to Callaway and his associates. Many of the mail-in ballots collected in this manner were allegedly cast using the names of individuals who have since confirmed that they did not vote in November 2022 election. Moreover, these individuals have stated that they did not give authorization for Callaway, his associates, or anyone else to vote on their behalf. The criminal complaint discloses that a significant number of these fraudulent mail-in ballots were officially counted in the November 22 election. What's your take on that? I am just so tired of 
hearing how our elections are constantly compromised, how people who didn't actually vote or then counted for voting. I mean, it, it's, where's the accountability? I, I don't understand. Like what, like what, <laughs> Where has like the integrity gone with, with our elections? Well, where has the integrity gone with our country? I mean, it's a prime example. You know, uh, if you look at Dinesh D'Souza's film, 2000 Mules, and you look at all the ballot harvesting that, that allegedly took place and everybody was stuffing ballots and things of that nature, you know what you see time and time again? You, you see a majority of people who are black doing it. I don't understand why they do it. Maybe because they're getting paid under the table. But you know what? I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the black communities don't have themselves a real crime problem, whether it is uh, election crime, whether it is drug crime, whether it is shooting them up crime. And what happens is you get a black woman, poor, I, I feel horrible for that woman. What does she say? You can't get a job. She says what I say all the time, Dennis. We can't get a job. How are we supposed to pay our bills? My God, in the video, she says, if you don't have a Walmart open up in your town, they had a Walmart and the Walmart closed. If you don't even as much as have a Walmart, how are you supposed to operate? We just saw the whole thing up in what? Massachusetts and other places where they're closing CVSs and Walgreens and now they want to sue them for discrimination. They're not shutting down their stores because they don't want to serve blacks. They're shutting down their stores because the blacks have come in and stolen and smashed and destroyed their stores. And they're like, this doesn't make it worth our time. I, right. I, I think it was, uh, which squad member was it? I think it was a Yana Presley. She just went on that whole, you know, uh, on the Hill uh, rant about, you know, that this is discrimination and that this is racism and this is just uh, more barriers of entry for, you know, blacks to succeed. But she doesn't acknowledge the fact that, you know, it's, it's their criminal actions that have um, caused this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I wound up receiving an email. Uh, what was it? About a day or two ago. I was just looking for it on my phone. I can't find it. So I love this restaurant called Ocean Prime. It's in Naples. It's on Fifth Avenue. And whenever mom and I, usually one time a year, mom and I will go to Naples. You know this. And we stay over for the night. It's sort of like we just do it like a little date. Usually we do it on a Valentine's Day. We're not going this year. We're not going this year. And the reason being is because on Valentine's Day, I will take mommy to dinner to my favorite restaurant in the whole world called Ocean Prime. The food is outstanding. Well, they, I never get emails from them, ever. You know, but I gave my email. They want to solicit me. They solicited me that they're celebrating Black History Month. And they went down this whole thing. And I, I wrote back. I said, I'm never coming to your restaurant again. I'm never, ever going to speak uh, pleasantly of you. I didn't get an email on Veterans Day for any specials. I didn't get anything on Memorial Day for any kind of specials. I didn't get anything on Easter for any kind of specials. But I got something for Black History Month. Well, guess what? I'm not black. And you know what? I drop a lot of money with you every single year. Not anymore. That is the best way you can push against this kind of crap. Yeah, I mean, look, if if I was black, I would actually probably despise this month because it's 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 patronizing the same way that uh, June with the LGBT stuff. 
it really is just for companies to solicit some marketing to get you know, a, a buck out of you. They don't actually care about your history, your culture, your this or that. And in, if anything, if they really cared, they'd be trying to maybe stop the crime, uh, fund initiatives that help get kids off the streets. Instead, it's these little like, you know, uh, the white people are bad, the blacks are great, and we're going to give you free yoga classes and, and free meals. It's, it's just not, again, it's patronizing. The media never calls it out for what it is. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest problems in the black community is that the fathers don't stay home. It is, it, it, look, I, I've, I've always called out this little chart. I think it's amazing because it tells a story. If you look at a chart, I don't remember how, bad, how long ago this goes, about maybe a year ago. If you look at a chart of who the top earners are in the country based on demographic, Asians, number one, whites, number two, Latinos, number three, blacks, number four, in terms of earning. When you look at the fatherless homes, the list absolutely goes upside down. The number one fatherless home demographic is blacks. Next, Latinos. Next, whites. Best for that, Asians. You think that's by coincidence? Not a chance. Do you ever, ever see the New York Times or CNN actually calling out why are black men leaving? Why are black men cheating on their wives? Why are black men knocking up a 15-year-old girl and then taking off and never seeing her again? You never see them call it out. You never see Van Jones, that big-mouthed communist black guy on CNN, sitting there talking about that stuff. Instead, he's just going to slam on Trump and slam on white nationalists and all this other different crap that doesn't even exist. So you know what? On this program, we call it out for what it is. And if there ever is a white history month, you know what I'm going to go back? I'm going to talk about the bad stuff that the whites do, like the, all the fentanyl, all the people going on overdoses. Believe me, the white community has their share of problems. But when you're going to sit here and jam down my throat that I got to come to your restaurant, you're going to give me a special because it's Black History Month. Take your special and shove it up your ass. That's it. It's that simple. It's good advertising right there. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right there. It's good advertising. Talking about shoving things up your ass, Trump... He was not great at the border. I want everybody to understand he was not great at the border. He made his mistakes. But when he made his mistake with the caravans, he cleaned his mistakes between stay, remain in Mexico, between uh, you know threatening to put tariffs on Mexico if they didn't help out. And when you look at the chart, and Ryan's going to throw up the chart right now, you're going to see what it was like at the border when Trump was the president. Okay, When Biden becomes president, My prediction, and they come to America for, and I said it, Joe Biden will have open borders. Came to true. Came to be true. And you could look at the chart here about the spike in illegal immigration. Ryan has the chart. He's throwing it up right now. For those of you only listening, imagine a chart that looks like it just goes off the the rector scale. Joe Biden has now claimed that the migrant issue we see right now in this country is not because of him or Mayorkas, it's because of Donald J. Trump. I swear, I think he just has his assistants and and all his people in his little circle just give out these really out-of-left-field talking points that are clearly lies, because to your point, uh, the, the illegal immigration border crossings were a far lot less under Trump. In fact, I've seen charts since that video came out of like the comparisons on the numbers and, you know, Biden's are astronomical in compared in comparison to, um, when, when Trump was in office, it's not even, it's, 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 it's like taking the center 
for the New York Knicks, who probably is 6'9", and putting him next to a dwarf and saying, these two gentlemen are the same size. He's like, what? What are you talking about? No. So at the end of the day, understand what's happening here, okay? What is happening here is that Joe Biden, through his advisors, we're, we're told we've got to change the narrative. The narrative is this. Blame it on Trump. Blame it on the Republicans. They really don't want the border secure. They want this chaos. So this way they can use it as a selling point for the upcoming election. That is all that this comes down to, Dennis. In fact, the New York Times today, I think I sent this to you. To, to, yes, I did. The New York Times, I sign up for their morning uh, briefing, almost like the equivalent of what you do. Now people will be like, why do you do that? I do that simply because I want to see what the other team's doing. At the top, in fact, Ryan, if you could throw this up here so this way they could see the headline. At the top, it says, it's called The Morning. They call it The Morning. Will you call it The Morning Briefing? They call it The Morning. The very top, the title says, Republicans Against Border Enforcement. Because the Republicans will not sign on to that bill that's trying to be pushed today in the Senate, which absolutely makes the situation worse here in the United States. We've already gone down that bill, you and I, okay? That's what the New York Times is going to do. Blame it on the Republicans. Say that they won't sign the bill because truly they love this chaotic situation. And that's why it is that Biden is trying to sell that story. But do you think it's, let me ask you a question, Dennis. Do you think it's going to land on people? Do you think that they're going to actually blame Trump? Uh, not Trump, but definitely some Republicans because I am extremely disappointed how this Mayorkas impeachment trial is going. Not to just jump to that, but we've been saying it, right? Like, you know, it, it's, it's, you know what to get with the Democrats. You know, they, they, they're constant in their message. And I'll say this, they're not weak. They, they know how to get their messaging across and they hone in on it. They don't break from the ranks, hardly ever. But then you get Republicans and you see how many of them come against that border bill saying, no, 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 this is crazy. This is crazy. And you're like, wow, all right, there's sanity in our Congress. And then you get three to four Republicans who say, uh, you know, Mayorkas is probably the worst person to ever lead Homeland Security. But uh, we shouldn't impeach him. Let's let's let, let's uh, you know let's not worry about that. So what Dennis is referring to, and I mean, I was shocked. I wasn't. You weren't shocked. No, I was. What... I was shocked. So let me just tell him what happened. So yesterday they put it to a vote as to whether or not there should be an impeachment of DHS head Master Mayorkas, and shockingly, three Republicans said no impeachment. Do we have their names? Yeah, so the ones we have that voted against, um, the, the main three are uh, Republican, um, Ken, Ken Buck from Colorado, Tim McClinic from California, and Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin. Now, a fourth note came in from yeah. Blake Moore, but here's why that happened. So it was turning out to be that it was going to be a, a basic tie vote and because we were losing those three Republicans, what happens in a tie vote is that the topic has to be killed. It's gone. It can't be revoted again. So we had Blake Moore, and this is very important because I don't want people taking things out on Blake, Blake Moore. Blake Moore changed his vote from yay to nay. And the reason why he did that is because now that the balance shifts to the nays, 
it leaves it, whatever this congressional rule is, I'm not sure why it's in there or how exactly the details, but at the very high level, because he voted no and then the majority of the votes were for no, it allows the Congress or the, the House of Representatives to revisit the topic. And they could do it as early as next week. One of the things that hurt us was that Representative Scalise was out getting surgery, so he couldn't vote. Now, you know he's going to be a yay. And, you know, I don't know if people remember this or not, but we had a guy named George Santos who was not the most ethical dude in the world. He had lied about a lot of different things. And the Republicans, for some stupid reason, decided they were going to take the high road at this given time when we have such a slim margin of people. And they said, oh, we got to get rid of this guy because he's so dishonest. Whoa, wait a second here. No doubt he doesn't deserve to be in Congress. You don't allow him to run for his seat again in two years. But when you have such a slim margin, we could have had that guy and pinned him in the corner to get every vote we wanted to and could have held over his head. If you don't vote the right way, if you vote like this Gallagher idiot, we're going to remove you right away. But the, 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 but the Republicans aren't smart. The Republicans are freaking stupid and they feed into the Democrat every single time. So now here we are, we can have Mayorkas on the ropes, we can be showing through an impeachment hearing, this is the part that pisses me the most off, okay? That impeachment hearing for me wasn't about getting Mayorkas removed, I don't think it ever would have happened. The reason why you want the impeachment uh, process is because what happens through that is the media covers it, and all the things that are happening at the border get revealed and then the clips on from C-SPAN, the clips from everything, they get played over and over and over and over again. And that's how the education for the American person who reads this stupid thing from the New York Times and says, oh, Republicans don't like border security through that information of impeachment hearings. That's how you get the information that you could be hitting the share button on. But three stupid ass Republicans say no, throw their own party, throw the country under the freaking bus. And this is why we always lose. And I put out a tweet yesterday. I'm going to get myself all amped up here. I put, myself, I put a tweet out yesterday, Dennis, that said, this is why on my podcast, almost on a weekly basis, I say I'm going to support Trump. I'm going to vote for him for the third time, but I don't think he can win. And the reason why I don't think he could win is because his own party is going to absolutely F him. They are going to F him. They're going to screw him and they're going to screw us in the process like they did to Carrie Lake, like they did to us with Obamacare. This is what we're up against. We're up a bunch of scumbags that will leave that border open and screw their own constituents. Yeah, look, it's it's so shameful. Uh, It's just unfortunately, unlike you, I was I don't know if I'm just so numb to it now. I, I just was not shocked to see Republicans yet again go against the will and the vote of what they were elected to do. And um, it, it, it is shameful. I mean, we can just hold hope that maybe once Scalise is back and this vote is brought back up again, uh, that it, it, it changes tune. But I mean, think about how often you hear up oh, three, two, four Republicans, uh, the wavered. Never hear that with Democrats. When Never. they vote, they vote, they vote in unison. Never. Do you think the Democrats would ever take somebody like George Santos and kick him out? No, the Democrats are smart enough to say, hey, we're going to use this guy. We're going to pin him up against the wall. He's going to vote every single which way we want him. If he doesn't, we're going to threaten to remove him. We would have George Santos here. 
another person on the team who's going to vote for border security instead of these three pieces of crap who are blue. They're on the blue team dressing up as Republicans during the primary. And if you are one of the people who are represented by this guy, I challenge you to primary them. Run for Congress and get rid of this prick. Three pricks. Now, with that being said, maybe somebody should take this breaking news that I got on my phone uh, yesterday. Breaking news. Illegal aliens get 40% more benefits on SNAP than American citizens. SNAP is basically, you know, food stamps. Remember food stamps? Now it's the SNAP card. Do you remember, Ryan, do you remember going in to when we lived in East Hampton? We don't have that problem where we live here. I mean, we live here. We don't have the, the sort of uh, illegal population that we had back in uh, East Hampton. But in East Hampton, when mommy would take you guys to the IGA, IGA is the food store, any one of the food stores, do you remember seeing all the illegal aliens paying for all their freaking piles of food? They rip out a snap card. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They always rip, ripped it out. Yeah. So you guys, how often, Ryan, I think it's got to be once a week. How often do you go shopping for food? Twice a week. Yeah. And it, would you say that's we just talked about your expenses, you and I over the weekend, we were talking about how much money you spend, yeah. how much money as one person, a single person, do you spend on food per month? Well, the month of January, I almost hit a thousand, a thousand dollars that you're dropping on food. Here's the difference. If Ryan was an illegal alien and he decided that he was going to have an illegal, a, 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 um, a baby with an illegal alien girl and that baby was to be born on U.S. soil, Ryan is now going to get a snap card. So, Denny, you're going to go, and you're going to pay the $1,000, but now Ryan basically is going to take it, and he's going to go get a snap card for that U.S. citizen, and we're going to wind up paying for his food. This is what three Republicans want to see continue to happen in this country. That's what three Republicans want to continue to see. It's it's beyond shameful. I hope someone primaries them, and I hope... Uh, we get a better coalition of, of of Republicans in there, like Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and yeah, they could be more on the outspoken side. But gotta give them credit when credit's due. It, it's always these Republicans that are kind of uh, maybe behind the scenes, you know, in, in terms of like they're not as vocal, they're never really doing as many press hits. But I think that's why I think they're there just to pose as fake opposition. I'm sure there's some underlying deal or backing or reason that they obviously voted no and they're going to spin it to you know uh, to say whatever they're going to say there's no spin here Yorkus has supported an open border policy anytime he's hit with any criticism he uh what, what's that stupid phrase he uses i disagree with your characterization that's like his 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 go-to oh and then he shares a holocaust story and look i uh i if, if, if that's going to be the new thing, you're, if, if you're of a liberal Jewish background and you're always going to bring up the Holocaust as your backing, that, that's not going to fly anymore. All right. So, you know, go by your merits. And the truth is, Mayorkas's merits are awful. 85% of those migrants, illegals, are getting released. A lot of them are not being vetted or, or unchecked. And, you know, he, he's just a squeamish man. And there's that video 10 years ago of him and Biden talking about how uh, you know the white population will be replaced and become the minority and we should all be happy and accept it and that it's nothing to be worried about it's you know he's a he's a criminal in that position right now so just changing gears here for one second um it's sort of related but uh it, it takes us now to the next segment of the show peter ducey from fox news uh asked corinne jean pierre also known as the press secretary who represents the LGBTQ Elemental P Plus 
she is up on the podium during a presser, you know, her annual, her, her daily uh, addressing of the press. Ducey raises his hand. She reluctantly calls on him. And he says, question for you, you know, Biden is saying that, you know, he can't get his border deal passed, that he wants it so desperately. He wants it passed. He can't get it passed because he doesn't control the Congress. But for the first two years, he did control the Congress. Why didn't he do it then? She's silent. Then he follows up and asks about Biden's cognitive abilities. Are they slipping? How does he convince people that he is healthy at mind when he is on the, uh, on the stage telling people that he's having conversations with a dead man? Listen to this clip. It is sensational. I'm never going to convince the three quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, what? sir. What We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In- you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what she's saying, Dennis, is that, hey, don't try to make it sound like because he, he, he said one thing on stage. You've seen the president in action in all these other different places. I don't know. What do you think she's trying to imply? I'd rather just say this. I have a prediction about this lady. I think in two to three years, she is going to write some uh, tell-all book that is going to point fingers that Biden and his ilk were forcing her to do such crazy lying propagandist work and that it was you know, discrimination against her and that, you know, she felt... I, I could just see it. It's going to be one of those books that, you know, she's going to have to put up with all these blatant lies. I mean, even the way she just deflected there... You saw him in Michigan. You saw him in the other states. What does that mean? What kind of answer is that? That's not, that's not, it, it is just such, just, I don't know, plain deflection uh, that I got to say it. I really, everyone in Biden's cabinet, they just con- constantly rank up the worst of all time. Well, he's not going to debate Trump. You know that. He's, oh, there's no way that. he's going to debate yeah. Trump, even though Trump is asking him to, for a debate. And then there was, there was a video that just went around viral. We'll save it, uh, save you from having to listen to it. But basically, Biden says, oh, yeah, uh, if I was Trump, I wouldn't want to debate me either. Or, no, I'm sorry. We know he, I'm, I got that wrong. He says, if I were Trump, I would want to debate me, too. Whatever that meant. I mean, he's just so not there. Look, if you want to talk about me actually being shocked or surprised by something, if he were to come around and say, yeah, I'll debate Donald Trump, then I'm shocked. But no, the last debate was a few weeks back between Haley and DeSantis. There is going to be no debates coming up that that will transpire before November 2024. There was just a tweet I saw this morning when I was getting ready for the show, and I can't, you know what? you said it to me a million times. You don't know how to use your phone. I'm horrible with the phone, okay? I mean, first of all, without my glasses, I can't see anything anyway, so I always click the wrong shit. But regardless of the fact, I read this one tweet from this guy. It's very interesting. He said, I like what President Biden has done for the country. I voted for him. I think he's doing a really good job. But we have to admit that he is no longer capable of holding this position Something has happened to him, meaning like his dementia, his Alzheimer's, whatever it is that it is, is accelerating. And like this guy is. And and then what did he do? He attached two videos, one him claiming 
that he's you know speaking to ghosts, and another one where he was just just the other day tongue tied. He can't get out the word Hamas. He's just lost. And so you know the only thing that's more embarrassing than your candidate being Joe Biden is Nikki Haley. So yesterday in Nevada, they had the presidential primary. Now they're having both a primary and a caucus and the caucus is on Thursday and that's what Trump's involved in. So Trump will run away with it again. But in terms of the primary, Trump wasn't even on the ballot. But let me give you, let me give you what it is that the, the, the uh, results were. Nikki Haley loses the Nevada primary to none yeah. of these candidates. Yeah. Okay. Trump was not on the ballot, like I said. So when you look at the number, Ryan, put up this on the screen. Put this up on the screen so people could see this, okay? It says, candidates, party. You had none of these candidates. Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, John Castro, whoever that is. I mean, Tim Scott and Mike Pence both already dropped out, so people still voting for them. But 60.5% of the votes went to none of these candidates. Nikki Haley came in second place with 33% of the vote. I mean, when you're losing to the ghosts that Joe Biden is talking to, meaning people that don't even exist, none of these candidates, it's not even a name on a ballot. It's time for Nikki Haley to drop out. But she's getting the support of people like the three guys who dropped out. She's getting the never Trumpers, the fake Republicans, and of course the Democrats who want to see her get the nomination and watch Trump go to jail. Totally. I, she has entered a new era of complete desperation. I mean, I, I think it says it all when she's doing the SNL hits. She's showing support to E. Jean Carroll's uh, win in that lawsuit. I, I mean, she has got to become, she, she is Hillary in Republican clothing. That, that is basically what she has become. But I'm glad people are seeing through that. And the fact that, I mean, like you said, this should be very embarrassing for her. I mean, this is, this is an epic loss on her to, uh, basically a no one on, on that ballot. With that being said, putting the spotlight on Trump for a moment, you know, I, I have made a commitment to this program, to our app, and to the people who follow me on Facebook and social media. I will always fight for America. America is going to be what my fight is all about. Donald Trump is a blip in time in the same way that Joe Biden is a blip in time in the same way that Ronald Reagan and Lincoln and George Washington were blips in time. America is what continues to go on. We are not trying to save Donald J. Trump. We are trying to save our country. And Donald J. Trump just so happens to be the general at this point who's leading the troops, so to say. With that in mind, when Donald J. Trump does something wrong, And remember, he doesn't walk on water. He's infallible like you, like Ryan, like me, and whoever it is that's out there listening and watching us right now. Donald J. Trump just made a major mistake, and it's a shame, and it is the worst part about his personality. Tell people what Donald J. Trump just did yesterday. Uh, He put out a troop social uh, post um, voicing support for Anheuser-Busch, which is the company that owns Bud Light. Uh, primarily, this does come right before having a big fundraiser um, with, I believe it's with the CEO or with uh, the managing uh, partners of Anheuser-Busch. Uh, but basically in his truth uh, uh, social post, 
you know, he acknowledges that Bud Light made a mistake with the Dylan Mulvaney ad, which if you need the reminder, that's Dylan Mulvaney who claims uh, as a guy that he is a woman in the name of the transgender ideology. He is not. And if anything, uh, he's one of the worst ones because I think he makes an absolute mockery of, of, of what a woman is. Uh, but, you know, Trump says we should give them a second chance, even though there has been no apology from Bud Light or Anheuser Bush, and that we should just move on and move past it. Now, going back to the uh, shock or surprise scale, I can't say I'm totally surprised because if you remember when this was going on last year, Don Jr. Uh, was one of the few people to say, ah, oh, we well, shouldn't really do a boycott. And he got he got lambasted for it. Uh, Trump remains silent. And, and now because he's having this fundraiser and maybe it's to pay for the legal fund, because again, that's going to be a reality with Trump as their nominee. Um, you know, he's trying to get everyone on board with moving past, you know, the controversy to go back into support. And I really wanted to put a test to this. So I, I ran a poll earlier today regarding that. And I asked, will you continue to boycott Bud Light and AB products despite Trump's request? As for the results, and we've, we've, we've had already thousands of answers because I put an alert on it. Yeah, I see this poll. Wow. wow. You know what? I, it doesn't make sense putting up what the number is right now because you just put the poll up not so long ago. So that number is going to be subject to change. We'll come back maybe and visit it tomorrow. But overwhelmingly so far, it shows that our readers who are by and large supporters of Trump, if nothing else, supporters of conservatism, say that they're not going to listen to Trump, that they are going to stick with their guns in the fact that they are going to push back against Bud Light. And I, I commend you. I commend those people. The people who said that they're going to follow Trump's lead on this, shame on you. Shame on you. Let's remember Donald J. Trump, although a very good president, Donald J. Trump, although the candidate that I will be voting for, Donald J. Trump, the guy who's being unfairly prosecuted for what I consider to be jaywalking, is absolutely dead wrong here. In the same way that he was wrong in writing out a tweet that said, I love DACA kids and creating the surge at the border that we had that we showed in the charts, in the same way that he was wrong for giving Anthony Fauci the podium and pushing through a vaccine in the same way that he was wrong in in shutting down this country and then giving Fauci a medal on his way out of office. He is in the same way he was wrong in supporting live golf and doing a deal with the Saudi Arabians and screwing the 9-11 victims. He is dead wrong in doing this and he's doing it for the sake of money. So this way he gets more money to help him pay for his legal fees I can understand the motivation because he just got raped of $83 million and about to get raped of $300 million. But ultimately, you got to stand your ground, man. You got to stand your ground. You know who wouldn't have done that? Ron DeSantis. It's true. I I actually was thinking that this morning. Ron Ron was definitely a big person when this happened that, you know, he supported the boycott, still does. And look, if you're a Trump cultist, I can't speak to you or convince you and there and look and that's why i say you should be happy that we are talking about it because if you go onto x facebook whatever uh you'll see there are going to be certain conservative republican uh commentators that won't touch this they're they won't do, touch it they'll just they'll just totally ignore it some will touch. i mean matt walsh brought it up that's how i found out about it this morning and he had a great point because i don't really count on republicans in congress anymore sorry but when it came to you know conservative citizens 
last year with the Bud Light situation, it was the one probably critical time that we actually held the feet to the fire with, with the, the, the crazy liberal liberalism that's going on. And it's continued like target, you know, they tried the boycott. I think target's just too big in that front to do it. But Bud Light, you know, their image was, Hey, we're the American beer. And they tarnished that heavily. And we managed to say, okay, if you're going to do that, we're not going to buy your stuff. They're no longer the number one beer. Now it's Modelo and they're still Anheuser Busch. So that's not the greatest thing, but it's still an indicator that we're not going to accept this whole, a man is a woman, a woman is a man thing. And we're going to show it by just never buying your product again. And now it's kind of become a running joke of like Bud Light, you know, the, the trans liquid. So, you know, they're done. And I think Trump putting that out and those poll results show we're not going back to it. And I think, look, it's a good, healthy way of saying, like, I will still vote and support Trump. I don't agree with him on that. Everything you just pointed out with his flaws, I don't agree with him there. That is what makes us different than uh, the liberal collective of, like, we're always going to stick and bind. It, it's good to disagree. So if Trump wants to go this route of, Bud Light's not that bad, Dana White just did the same thing uh, with that UFC deal. I don't agree with him. I still like Dana White. Don't agree with him there. So right, He did a deal with, uh, the, the, with Bud, Bud Light. Light. Yeah, yeah with the same thing. I don't, I, look... You can agree to disagree. Yeah. And if you have real sense of journalism, if you have a real sense, I just did a Facebook Live yesterday. I haven't done a Facebook Live, Dennis, in quite some time. And my Facebook Live yesterday uh, went viral, over 1,000 shares, and, and that's with a restricted uh, account with Facebook, right? I talked about Vladimir Putin interviewing, I mean, being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. And I explained that you know, because there are some uh, Republicans, there are some people on what you would call the MAGA movement, sort of like the scumbag Sebastian Gorka. Sebastian Gorka is a total asshole. I mean, he's a total asshole. He blocked me on Twitter going back a while ago because I called him out for something. He's an absolute run and hide. All right. He got on and blasted Tucker Carlson on social media for him going and, and supporting Putin and giving him a microphone. I went on Twitter and I mean, I went on Facebook Live yesterday and I said, listen, Tucker Carlson said it himself. You don't have to agree with what Putin says. You shouldn't take what Putin says as being completely true. But there are three sides to every story. There's Dennis's side, there's Ryan's side, and then there's the truth. There's dad's side, there's mom's side, and then there's the truth. There's always going to be bias on somebody's story and somewhere you find the truth. But when you're only getting one side of the story, which is that of the corrupt Zelensky, who they're treating like the G.I. Joe version of Jesus, okay, you got to have the other side yeah, talk. And, and look, Tucker even says in that video, they put in a request for Zelensky. And I think a big reason for that is they want to give him a real interview, not the put him on Good Morning America or yep. at the Oscars with the showboatsmanship. But the fact that what, three, four years into this war now, that we have never had an American journalist actually get the take from the opposing person. I think that's, I, I don't know how more blaming you can be to say this has become a one-sided story. And it's not about being pro-Putin. No, my, no. my opinion is Zelensky's a piece of crap and Putin's a piece of crap. They're both garbage. We've got garbage fighting garbage. And for some reason, we're taking good money and throwing it against bad what Tucker Carlson is doing is he's giving both sides of the story yes. an opportunity to find its ground. He's trying to 
pinpoint why the U.S. is supporting the one side of the garbage and not the other. Right. It really comes to that. With that in mind, I go back to Trump. You know, there's plenty and they're at the top. Okay. I'll, I'll, you know what? I don't give a rat's ass. I'll say their names. You got Steve Bannon. You got Dan Bongino. You got Charlie Kirk. Those three guys right there. I'll even put now Megyn Kelly in. Those four people right there at the top of all the charts right now will not slam Donald J. Trump for anything because they know that they do that. They lose people. And if they lose people, they go down on the charts. And if they go down on the charts, the advertising that they sell on their little reads go down. It's all about the money. It's all about the advertising. You know, Ben Shapiro. I'm not a big fan of Ben Shapiro. I mean, I, I can't listen to him. I go, I go back crazy. Just his voice goes, you know, squeaky in me. But when he believed in something with what was going on with Israel and Hamas, he kept on pounding, 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 pounding. He went down in the charts something terrible, but he believes in what he believes in. You can't tell me that Steve Bannon today and, and Matt Gates today and all these different people I mentioned doesn't think that it's a good, you know, oh, yeah, no, Bud Light, you know, let's give him a second chance, Bud Light. If Trump said, here's the problem with these people. If Trump said, never, ever, ever give Bud Light another opportunity, you know what they would all do? They'd be touting it. They'd be screaming it. They'd be retweeting it. But now, you know, deep inside, they really don't agree with it. They stay silent. They're no different than the mainstream media who they blame. And Tucker just said this yesterday. Tucker said, you are being lied to through omission. How many times have you heard me say that on the show in the last two weeks? Through omission. So these guys are all going to be quiet, Dennis, and that means they're lying or they're hiding by omission. And to me, that's spineless. Yeah, our, uh, when we were talking to our friends this weekend and, and just the, the idea of like what is the media purposely not telling you? And I think their reaction to how... Tucker has gone over to Russia, which, by the way, it's not like Tucker just bought a plane ticket and went over. This was an elaborate process because, one, the NSA was spying on him because of it, yep. probably issued or levied some subtle threats that weren't probably direct where he can pose it on them, but enough so that it, obviously he had to postpone it because he tried doing this, I think it was, what, two or... A little backstory. He tried to interview Vladimir Putin when he was at Fox News. And because he reached out to the Kremlin to get this... The NSA, the FBI, or whatever, all the agencies started to spy on Tucker Carlson, reading his text messages, reading his emails. He only found out because somebody finally came around and told him the truth. He believes they're now doing it to him again. But regardless, I don't want to go too far down this. We weren't supposed to talk about this today. We're going to talk about this on Friday because I think Ryan said the video, does the video of Putin drop tomorrow? I believe it drops tomorrow, Thursday. On Thursday. It's going to drop tomorrow. So we will have a whole show. If, if it drops on Thursday, our whole show on Friday will be about the Tucker Carlson Putin interview. We'll play a lot of clips and we'll have a great analysis here. Dennis, I want to move on to something else here in terms of the GOP. You know, Mitch McConnell, it's time for him to go. He's another person. It's been time. <laughs> yeah, he's another person who I think physically is having his worst days. We've already seen him look like a deer in headlight a bunch of times with the press. He is a rhino of the worst degree. Helps create this border bill to only later on, after spending all the time, all the money, all the pitching of it, says, "Oh no, I'm going to withdraw my support of this thing that I helped create." Ted Cruz came out and said, "It's time for him to go." We're going to play that video. 
Is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? I think it is. Look, everyone here also supported a leadership challenge to Mitch McConnell in November. Uh, I think a Republican leader should actually lead this conference and should advance the priorities of Republicans. I can tell you what I said when we had that leadership election in November of 2022. It was right after a very disappointing election. 2022, the wind was at our back. It should have been a phenomenal Republican election year. Republicans should have won the Senate. We should have won a big majority in the House. Instead, we lost a seat in the Senate, and we barely got a majority in the House. And, and I stood up and said, look, in any ordinary organization, when you f are faced with failure, if you're running a business and you lose $50 million, you don't just say, hey, everything's great, let's keep doing it. No, you sit down and say, what are we doing wrong? And at that meeting, I turned to Mitch McConnell then, and I said, look, we spent the last two years with a group, a handful of Republicans joining with Democrats to pass the Democrat agenda. And I said, maybe, maybe that's a good idea. I, I don't think it is, but... Someone could make the argument that's a good idea. You know, Dennis, Ted Cruz, I think, would be a great leader of the Senate. You know, another guy. You know, there's a perfect example. I want us to wrap up the show here, but a perfect example, you know, for the people who are like, ah, oh, you know, DML always beats on Trump. What's the big deal? It's Bud Light. Okay, wait. I'm about to say that I'd like to see Ted Cruz be the leader of the Senate. I'd like him to be the leader of the Senate on the Republican side. But I will also tell you that I have problems with Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz once stood at the border and handed out teddy bears, and he handed out food, and he handed out, uh, I think it was uh, medicines, to illegal aliens who were coming over the border. To me, that incentivizes the illegal alien movement. I ripped him to shreds when that happened, and then I saw him face to face, and I remember him like giving me a look. This is back when I was on Fox News. I still went up and shook his hand. I'd still vote for him if I were in a, a, a Texan in a primary, but I have to hold him accountable for things that he does wrong. He is right. Mitch McConnell has to go. Now, whether or not that happens, stay tuned. But, but maybe the bigger news of the day is Rona McDaniel, the chair of the RNC, is stepping down. Dennis, what's the details on that? Uh, so this comes from the New York Times. The chairwoman of the RNC, Ronna McDaniel, has told former President Donald Trump she is planning to step down shortly after the South Carolina primary on February 24th, according to two familiar, uh, people familiar with the plans. Mr. Trump is then likely to promote the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, Michael Watley, as her replacement, according to several people familiar with the discussions. Under the arcana of the committee's rules, however, Mr. Trump cannot simply install someone. A new election must take place, and Mr. Watley could um, face internal party dissent. Ms. McDaniel has faced months of pressure, a campaign from Trump-allied forces to unseat her, and growing dissatisfaction and anxiety in the Trump camp about the strained finances of the RNC as the general election cycle begins early. So every, all signs are pointing towards that after the South Carolina primary, which is on the 24th of this month, uh, McDaniel, uh, I mean, again, she's, I think she's held this chair position longer than any other RNC chairperson before, uh, that she'll be officially stepping down. Well, that I don't, is... I don't know enough about 
this Mr. Michael Watley person. I know nothing about him. I know nothing about him. Now, I can tell you this. You know, it, it goes back to these guys. You know, you can never trust any of them. Listen, Matt Gates is a conservative Republican from the state of Florida. There is no question in my mind that he is going to look to run for governor. I can't stand Matt Gates. at the same time as I believe in his politics. I would vote for him, even though I don't like him. I would vote for him to run the state of uh, Florida because he'd be just as conservative, if not more than DeSantis. I'm totally on board with it. At the same time is he's a charlatan when it comes to certain things. He made it so this way, we're in this debacle right now with Speaker Johnson, who I don't think is doing a very good job. He keeps losing and losing and losing. It was Matt Gates who got McCarthy booted out. Matt Gates just came out with a tweet that says that he supports McCarthy to be the head of the RNC. Do you want to know why he's doing that, Dennis? Because McCarthy basically said, I am going to do everything I can to primary against these people who got kicked me out when they come up for air. So Matt Gates knows that McCarthy has a freaking gun to the back of his head, waiting for it to happen so this way he could take him out politically, right? It's a proverbial gun, by the way, all right? And that said, what does Matt Gates do? He's trying to cover up, and now he wants to put McCarthy at the top of the RNC because he's a very good fundraiser. No, you know what we need at the top of the RNC? We need somebody who's actually conservative. You know who I like for the spot? I like the same guy I liked when they had the last vote. I like Lee Zeldin, who used to be our representative in Congress back when we lived in East Hampton. He is absolutely make America great again, America first principled. He is a veteran. And he is a solid conservative. Put him, he ran for governor of New York, almost beat Hochul. I mean, that's like trying to keep a snowball alive in hell, right? Put that guy in charge instead yeah. of this guy who I have no, no idea who he is. But regardless of the fact, that's what that is. Dennis, last story before we have to say goodbye because we're running up against an hour. What happened yesterday? I know uh, there was a ruling from the courts when it comes to Trump and what, what's happening with this J6 stuff. Yeah, so I'll read you another piece here about it. Former U.S. President Donald Trump is not immune from being prosecuted on charges that he illegally plotted to overturn his 2020 re-election loss to stay in power, a U.S. appellate court panel in Washington unanimously ruled Tuesday. The 3-0 to decision rejected Trump's claim that special counsel Jack Smith cannot prosecute him for the actions Trump took in the waning days of his presidency to upend his loss to Democrat Joe Biden because they were related to his official duties as president. This is the statement from the, the court ruling. Former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant. But any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. Look. This should come as a shock to nobody, and we'll end the program on this. Trump is going to continue to face one legal challenge after the next, whether it's civil, whether it's criminal, whether it's from a paid-for Soros uh, person behind the scenes, whether it's paid by Democrat uh, or rhino um, operatives, or whether it's just brought out by these absolute radical DAs and radical states and courts. We know what we're up against. We've got a guy with 90-plus convictions against him. We've got, I should say, charges against him. And we've got a guy who's got full-blown dementia, as far as I'm concerned. It's not a great situation to be in. 
But we've made it this way. We supported Trump instead of DeSantis. Everybody is supporting Trump instead of DeSantis. I understand why. We have a mountain to climb. And this is a prime example of how it is that that mountain keeps on getting steeper, slipperier, and wetter with every passing day. I wish I could look into a a crystal ball and tell you what's coming next. The only thing I could do is tell you for certain, you're going to wind up getting more illegal aliens in this country from now until we actually get a conservative in place. So far, the number out here, so far, just for this fiscal year, which just started a couple of months ago, we are already over 1 million migrants encountered at the border. This is about to be the United States states of illegals and that's that with that being said the good news is is that your dog your pet can be totally (laughs) happy every single day dmlcbd.com slash pet it's a buy one get one free unless you're an illegal alien (laughs) in that case (laughs) you have to pay three times as much kidding dmlcbd.com slash pet uh, for everybody out there who wants to do a buy one, get one free. Everybody check it. Hey, Robin. Hey, Robin. Good boy. Good boy, Robin. Good boy. All right. That's it for us. Thank you, Ryan, on the back. Lots of video clips today. Lots of charts today. He had to take care of. Ryan always doing a great job. Yes, good job, Denny, as well. And as for me, I appreciate your time today. May God bless you. And we will see you tomorrow, God willing. May he bless your family, these United States. And may he bless all the black folks in this country who say, why do we have a whole month for ourselves? We should just get our communities in order for an entire year. And for the good people who are part of those communities and are working hard to try to fix them, we support you on this program. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.